back at WNST, Tassel Baltimore and Baltimore Positive. We are, are positively staggering into March here, uh, hoping the weather gets a little bit better so I can work on my tan. Uh, we are going to be taking the Maryland Crab Cake Tour out on the road. We are not coming to fade these this week. We had to punt on that to later in the month. Uh, I'm going to have a whole roster of uh, Aprils and Mays and Junes and maybe some oysters involved. It's all brought to you by our friends at the Maryland Lottery. It is the 50th anniversary, and I'm going to be giving these things out. This wishbone uh, motif is back for the Maryland Lottery. And, of course, our friends uh, at Window Nation. I get to wear the floppy hat whenever I do. I think of Goose and his stupid floppy hat, so I like it. Uh, it's Window Nation, 866-90-NATION. Buy two, get two free, and you get two years, 0% financing. Take advantage. They'll put the windows in, but you have to figure out how to keep the ants and the spiders out this time of year. If anybody's got solutions on ants and spiders, I'm all ears. Throw me a note, uh, uh, Ness at BaltimorePositive.com. You can find this guy at Baltimore Luke. You can find him, uh, Luke, at WNST.net. Uh, he is at on the social media place. His little fingers are in the keyboard. Do you already have the WNST text? Lamar Jackson has been. Do you, do you have that brought to you by Coons Ford ready to go? Or are your, your fingers, we're there, right? I mean, some things are going to start happening on that front. But in the meantime, like, Terps are interesting. Orioles, there's other stuff going on besides Lamar, 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 Luke. Oh, there really is. And at this point in time, if you're like me, I think you're just, you're so fatigued. You're out, Lamar? Oh, no, no doubt. I mean, <laughs> I could have said that weeks, if not months ago. Uh, you know, obviously this week gives you the franchise tag update and, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens from there. But there is a lot going on. And I think what's interesting about the Terps specifically, since you mentioned them, is you have this season that's been so encourage, encouraging in so many different ways. I mean, you look at where Maryland was picked to finish in the Big Ten, you know, right near the bottom. And they go into this final week of the regular season where they're 11 and seven in the big 10, a chance to be the number two seed. You're feeling great. You're looking at the schedule and you say Ohio state and then finishing up at Penn state, two games that on paper should be winnable. And then you remember, well, they're not playing in college park. And that <laughs> has been such a dramatic difference for this basketball team. And it really is incredible. And let's be very clear. When you look at the Big Ten standings top to bottom and you look at the road records, your immediate takeaway is how oh, it's really difficult to win on the road in the Big Ten. So let's let's put that right out there in the forefront there. We understand that. But when you're talking about a Maryland team with their 11 and 9 finish in Big Ten play, and that that is including a 10 and 0 record in College Park in Big Ten play and one and nine on the road. I mean, that's it hard is. to do like no in any sport, anywhere, anytime for it to be to be so lopsided. I, I in it's the history wild. of sport, I can't think of anything quite like this, really. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's extreme. It really is. And look, let's be clear. If this were Maryland went nine and one at home and three and seven on the road, something like that you kind of shrug your shoulders because as I mentioned, it it has been that difficult to win on the road in the big 10. I mean, you look top to bottom, uh, even the very best teams road records aren't so great. So you look at that, but I think what's just so frustrating is uh, a week and a, a week ago, you and I were talking about the Terps and the optimism and look, that's still there. And I don't want to throw cold water on what they've done this year. It's still been much better than anyone would have anticipated in year one of, of the Kevin Willard era. But 
opportunity to, for me, it was really not winning in Columbus, not beating Ohio State, which would have locked up. You know, they would have been the, you know, they they would have had a first round bye uh, and understanding or double bye, I should say. Uh, you know, well, let me clean up my language there. But you look at that, you look at the fact that if they were going into Sunday at Penn State, where they led for, you know, most of the first 30 plus minutes and you know, they had a, a double digit lead and they played so well defensively in the first half. And, you know, they had a chance that they could have been the, the number two seed. I mean, that, that was on the table for them and they lost. So you lose these two road games, you end up being the sixth seed, you're playing late Thursday night, you know, and, and look, it's going to be the winner of Minnesota or Nebraska. They should win. I mean, Hell, Minnesota is the one road game that they won all year in, in Big Ten play. But you just look at this and and it's just such a an underwhelming, deflating kind of way to finish the final week when, boy, they were riding high and you know, I mean, had a chance to be the number number two seed in second place. And wow, that's amazing. And instead, it's just good. Right. I mean, everything about this is still good, but you keep looking at this thing and saying, OK, well. They're not going to be playing on the road, so they've they've got that going for them. And well, they did beat St. Louis and Miami on a neutral court back in you know early in the season, uh, and you know they they fell, they lost to what by three to Tennessee, who was number seven at that point in time. So you try to look at that, but everything about this team it just feels so special when they're playing in College Park. But it's sobering realizing that, yeah, they're not playing in College Park again the rest of the season. So I hope Springsteen that... plays better in State College next week than they did. <clears throat> right, right, right. So, I mean, it just but but going back to Sunday, and I don't want to belabor Sunday too much because, of course, uh, you know, you turn your attention now to the Big Ten tournament and Maryland's a lock for the big dance. We know that, you know, uh, most of the bracketology types of, you know, kind of have them on that eight line, you know, uh, after Sunday's loss, you know, that number eight seed somewhere in that territory. But, you know, you're thinking that it could have been better, right? If you just beaten Ohio State, that that Penn State game doesn't matter as much. I mean, Penn State had a lot to play for. On Sunday, I mean, they're a team that's firmly on the bubble right now. So you knew they'd come out and play hard, but boy, you know, you have that big of a lead in the second half and I mean, goes down to the final play. Two guys are right there to grab a rebound and instead it deflects and, and you lose on a layup at the buzzer. I mean, it's just, it's a tough way to finish out what was a brutal road slate for you in the Big Ten. And again, you're not playing on the road. It's neutral site. We get that, but it's just you want to regroup and, you know, you, you you like the resiliency of this team, but you also understand they're not playing at home. They're not going to have that home court advantage to the same degree now moving forward. So you know, what does that mean? We'll see. Uh, again, they play the winner of Minnesota, Nebraska. It'll be a late Thursday night game. And, you know, I mean, certainly uh, if they move on there, we'll, we'll see what happens. They play Indiana on Friday uh, if they win that game. So, you know, this isn't a case where, you know, uh, yeah, you want them to have a nice run in the Big Ten tournament, but they're not playing for their NCAA tournament lives. But it's where I just look at this last week and say, boy, just win one of those two games on the road. And I think we're we're having a much different conversation. Even if they had lost to Penn State, if they had beaten Ohio State, I think you're feeling that much better about this team. Just getting that win. And it's not like Ohio State's any good either. So, I mean, it's just well, the one thing of those I would say where... about this week and next week and having been at this for a long, long time these big 10 games it's where's the tournament who's going to travel to the tournament i saw the maryland women get overwhelmed 
near the court in their, you know, in their tournament game because they were playing Iowa and it looked like Iowa mm-hmm. brought 4,000, you know, I mean, fans that kind of turned it into a, a little gym down in the yeah. bottom of Minneapolis where, you know, it's a big, you know, but those women are used to shooting baskets in 18,000 seat gyms at that time of the year where there might not be that many people. I'm interested in how they play late at night where there's going to be 1400 people and the Maryland pep band will be over there, but if it's a totally different vibe with these tournament games. And it was always that way in the ACC. I went down to the Capitol center 30 years ago. I experienced it. You know, when your fan base travels or can travel or does travel, it doesn't even matter if the, if the place is cavernous, which is one of the reasons I think the ACC liked Greensboro and stuff. Cause it always felt like you could move down there, be a little bit of vibe. You'd be near the court that, that nobody would play in an empty gym. Right. Because they're, all of these games are subjected to all of that based on where they are and what time the game is and like all of that and what time Duke plays. Oh, well, we don't play with Duke anymore. Um, <laughs> this team shoots so poorly in other places, right? They love their own place and the vibe and the energy and whatever that je ne sais quoi, you know, whatever the mojo is that the building has. And it has a lot of mojo, especially you suck, the whole deal, right? Mm-hmm. Some of these kids don't even – Remember that from the first time they're like, oh, you suck. That's a new thing. No, no, no. We did that a long time ago. They stopped that. Um, I would just say that I don't know what to make of this, but I would, if they win two or three games this weekend, it bodes better for how they might perform when it gets very sleepy and they're in wherever they're going to be next week. And it might not be sleepy. It might be, you know, they might have a chance to play somewhere nearby where they could bring the pep band and hear the we're all behind you, you know, and get that, whatever that thing is, but this is a really weird team. And I want to, this is an interesting tournament for me with them to see how they do when it's sleepy or whether I fall asleep early on Thursday night and they're, you know, they wake up on Friday waiting for the, the bracket draw, because that's certainly a possibility too, for all that you've pointed out, which is boy, save, save the car in the garage for when we need to drive it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you always, I mean, we always, we talk about this in every sport, right? I mean, the idea of, you know, do you want to stack some wins, build some, you know, the proverbial momentum, uh, although momentum can go as far as if baseball, you're talking about your starting pitcher or in the NCAA tournament, who, who, who's your draw, right? Did Tony Dungy rest his starters again in week 15 for yeah, Peyton? I mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> you, know, you always think of that. I, I mean, you mentioned, and I think this is interesting, I mean, the, the Big Ten tournament's being played in Chicago at the United Center. Uh, I think you look at the schedule, Maryland, as we already mentioned, the late Thursday night game, but the game before that is Penn State and who? Illinois. So do you have a bigger crowd there for that one that you would expect, you know, for compared to knowing that the big boys aren't playing until Friday night, the top four seeds, you know, who get that by all the way to Friday. Uh, but you know, how many of those fans linger and hang around for Maryland versus Minnesota or Nebraska? You you would assume that Minnesota and Nebraska fans aren't eager to to travel to Chicago. I mean, the goal, the Gophers were God awful this year. And Nebraska, I mean, it's Nebraska, right? So, you know, how well, many of those part fans of this is between the- Chicago and Indianapolis, it's a little sexy for you and me, right? Like we go out, we'd I got great pizza in Chicago, we'd hit sure. it. I, you know, I sure like I know my way around, but like if you're a Midwesterner and you've been going to Chicago and you're in the pep squad and you're, unless your kids are there and, and Raskin's right. way in, right. Raskin did the hockey game. I've talked to him about this. His boy is in, is in the band at Ohio state. Right. So 
there's a little part of that where you do it and there's a couple of people, but there's never, they, you know, even with Purdue, maybe if you feel like you got the gumption and you're going to play all weekend, maybe you go up to the big city and you and I have been to West Lafayette and had terrible cheeseburgers. Thank you, Guy Fietti. So thank you <laughs> for that. Um, but you and I traveled through the Midwest, bro. I mean, we're not, you know, I mean, we're not tender foot here. We're not over 105.7, not, not traveling. You and I have been places. This is it's part and parcel of it's Chicago. Like it's cold. Do we have a chance to win? Am I in the mood for pizza? I mean, I saw the guys are doing it. The, the Orioles are at Wrigley field this year. Right. So that's a reason to go to Chicago and there'll be some Orioles fans there, but there's never any vibe. I, I can't imagine vibe in the United center for much of anything for this, this weekend, because these tournaments don't matter. They're a fun pep band thing, but they never get vibe in that way ever really. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it it matters for the teams that need it to matter, right? I mean, Penn State's a great example of this. I mean, after they beat Maryland on Sunday, I, I saw Joe Lunardi did his updated bracketology on ESPN late Sunday night, and he had Penn State as his last team in the field of 68. Penn State, is absol- it absolutely behooves them to uh, go to Chicago and beat Illinois on Thursday, probably puts them in a position where... You know, and it all depends on all the automatic bids and bid stealing and all the different mid-major and smaller conference tournaments. We know how that all works. But, uh, yeah, if, if you're a Maryland fan, are you really going to go to Chicago or are you saving that money to go to wherever they're going to go for the NCAA tournament? Because we know they're a locks. So, by yeah, the way, there was a year many years ago where they played in Austin, Texas, and I didn't go. It was, you know, 30, a long, Gary, a long, long time ago, they played an early okay. round and I didn't go. And I, I, I think I didn't go because I didn't think it would be any fun. And maybe mm-hmm. I thought they were going to lose quickly because I did that in Knoxville and it sucked. <laughs> I did yeah. a couple. I did. I did Steve. Fry, I did some of those games and it's fun to do them. And I would do them again now that I haven't done one in 15 years, if it were in the right place, you know, Spokane didn't sound interesting to me. Then I went to Spokane and I'm like, that might have not been so bad. The weed eater bowl, you know, some of these things that didn't sound very <laughs> sexy in the beginning, right. They start to sound a little more interesting to me than, I don't know, going to Detroit and going to a Ravens game or something like that. I don't know. But I do wonder about the traveling part of this because it's been plague and like all of that. Big Ten, all these places are different. But if you believe they can win and look, dude, we did a segment last week where we really we were talking 16 and stuff. Now we're talking like, geez, can they just shoot the ball in Chicago late Thursday night against whoever they're can they just beat? a breathing team someplace that not college park. That's a different place. I mean, they don't smell like we're going to be talking about them after St. Patrick's day. Do they? I mean, they really don't. I mean, it's just, it's like I said, and I said this when we talked about this last week, it's, it still comes down to what are the matchups, right? I mean, that, it's so important. We've seen that so many times. I mean, the one Mark Turgeon's, Sweet 16 team, which was the Suleiman Diamond Stone, you know, the hired, you know, the hired guns year, right? I mean, that's that's kind of what it was. If you if you recall, go look at who they beat in the first and second round that year. I mean, their second round draw was a dream for them to to, to be able to get to the round of 16. Because remember, that team was kind of wavering down the stretch and had not been as good as it looked like it could. It was going to build their January. confidence. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But 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 for me, I mean, it, it's a couple things really. I mean, one, they need they need. Guys to step up beyond Jameer Young. I mean, he he was, uh, again, fantastic on Sunday. But look at what happened. I mean, even with Maryland having the lead that they had until the final eight minutes or so, you know, 
Dante Scott had one point. Hakeem Hart had three points. I mean, these are your seniors, right? I mean, I'm not, and I'm not saying they have to, you know, put 20, but uh, I mean, you have Jameer Young. You know, we know Julian Reese has played well down the stretch. Uh, it, Ian Martinez had a, a great first half for them on Sunday, but look at the rest of the contributions. I mean, you know, I, I, now I, I don't want to give their defense a, a pass because their defense, which has been their calling card all year, was not good in the second half. And yeah, Penn State made shots and 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 shot the ball better than they did uh, in the first half, but they gave up 43 points after halftime. I mean, you can't do that, uh, especially in the Big Ten. So, you know, I, for for me, if there's anything I want to see from this Big Ten tournament beyond, yeah, sure, you want you certainly don't want to bow out Thursday night. You want to at least win Thursday night, get to Friday, see what happens against Indiana, and you know whatever happens after that. Again, it's the Big Ten tournament. It's not what everyone cares about. If your ticket's been punched for for the dance. You know, the conference tournament's just not just but not these guys have a little something more to play for. And I might sure. want to point out that the one thing about these tournaments is you're not playing in anybody else's gym either. Right. To your point, Nebraska. I mean, it's, it's just neutral. gonna be a quiet place to play, and that makes it uniquely different where maybe they shoot the lights out in a quiet gym and they're playing on Sunday. You know what I mean? I don't know, right. but eventually or, they'll run into an Indiana or a, a Illinois, you know, they'll run into somebody Purdue that's gonna like bring some people in and turn it into a road game by Saturday. I would think unless one of the lesser lights sneaks in and doesn't have anybody there either. Chicago's one of those weird places though, where like they would run out and be a part of it because so many people live in Chicago from all those mm-hmm. places that those places, if Northwestern something happens, Oh my God, it'll turn into a home game like quickly. Yeah. Well, and, and that's why I, I made mention as much as we're looking at that sleepy late Thursday night game, Illinois plays right before then. So, you know, and, I, and I get it. Champagne's not, you know, right down the street from Chicago, but it's same state. And you, know, you, you wonder, and, you know, Illinois had some performances. I mean, they, they gave Purdue everything they could handle over the weekend, but you know, it, it, it's certainly going to be interesting to see how they respond playing on a neutral site uh, you know, you'd like you, you got you, you just mentioned depending on the crowd can you bring your own energy if there isn't that crowd if it is a crowd that's a little more partisan which certainly if you know if they win Thursday night they're playing Indiana Friday Hoosiers are going to travel right I mean you would expect that I mean that's you know that that's not that far away for them to bring a, a ton of people so how do you respond to that because I mean it's uh, again how how much of that can you take away from to apply to the the big dance again it's hard to say where's your draw or or where are you playing who'd you draw all that this is a vibe thing this weekend it's just it's just don't don't stink this weekend and i do think the last two games on the road this week sort of it gets in your head right it's clearly in their head they're they're losing the teams that how could it not be they're they're a better team yeah and look i mean i obviously uh we're Living where I live in Southern Pennsylvania, not that there's a whole lot of juice for for Penn State basketball compared to Penn State football, but anyone who's watched Penn State this year, I mean, you know, Pickett's a, a phenomenal player, one of the best players in the Big Ten. Uh, he's been their guy, but they've relied on three point shooting. You know, they have very little post presence. They they shoot and they shoot and they shoot some more. And you know, we saw them finally start hitting some shots down the stretch on, on Sunday. But yeah, that's a team that. You've got to go out and play well because at times they look like a team that's a legitimate tournament team, and other times they've looked, you know, kind of like Maryland in that way. So, you know, but I, I think 
know, for Maryland, it's what you just said. It, it has to be in your head at this point. And yeah, you can point to the fact that they won a couple games earlier in the season on a neutral floor. And, you know, how ap- applicable is that? And, you know, when you're talking about November or December, I mean, it's just, it, it's hard to say. But it is frustrating because you look at this team and there's so much to like and, and there's so much to be excited about. And I mean, Jameer Young's been such a, a phenomenal player for them. But, This last week was deflating, uh, no question. Doesn't mean they can't recover. Uh, As I mentioned, it's going to come down to who do they draw, where are they playing, uh, all of that. So, you know, certainly not expecting a deep run in in March, but I'm not going to sit here and say that with the right draw, they can't win a game or two. Uh, So, but they got to figure out a way to (laughs) what they're able to do in College Park. You got to be able to duplicate some of that on a neutral floor. I mean, you know, you don't have to be perfect. But certainly you look at some of the games they've lost on the road and just say you're better than that team. I mean, Penn State, fine. Again, Penn State was a desperate team on Sunday, but losing how they did against Ohio State the game before that, that that to me was the game that that really bothered me. You know, it's kind of a captain obvious statement where you look at where Ohio State finished in the standings. But you you turn the page, see what happens, go out to Chicago. You'd like to have a nice showing, you know, win a game or two at the very least, uh, and then get yourself ready for the NCAA tournament. You're going to be in, you know, so that's where, you know, you should go to Chicago and be loose and, and want to play well, but also, you know, that the pressure is not immense on you. So go out there and bring some energy and try to win a ball game away from college park. And if you do that, just think what that might be able to do in terms of giving you a little extra juice then for uh, when the brackets are announced next sun- Sunday night. Maryland, we're all behind you. Uh, we uh, will be watching Terps basketball, and we want to welcome our newest sponsor, the Hollywood Casino in Perryville and the uh, Barstool Sports Restaurant and area and sports bar and lounge and uh, positive vibes only up in Perryville to uh, make your wagers on March Madness. We'll be talking more about that next week as we get into it. It's sort of the first March Madness of mobile in the state as well. Uh, we're going to be taking the Maryland Crab Cake Tour back out on the road. We had to postpone our Fadley's uh, endeavor this week, which it did not stop me from getting a couple of Fadley's Crab Cakes last week. I did. Took them down to the Maryland Lottery when I picked these up from Roz. Instant Lottery Scratch-Offs. I'll be giving these away all spring long. March, April. It is the original 50-year anniversary for the Maryland Lottery. Also got these big old $50 scratch-offs just to show because they're beautiful. And uh, there's a $5 million prize in – there's gold in them hills is what they would say. Our friends at Window Nation, 866-90-NATION. You buy two, you get two free. You get two years, 0% financing. It's a better deal than they gave me. Uh, and, and make sure you ask them about the ants and the spiders now that it's a springtime. I got to work that out. I'm, it's, it's spring. It's uh, spring cleaning being done around here. Luke and I are going to talk some baseball. Uh, we are certainly going to talk some football as we uh, get into this Lamar Jackson thing. We've had combine. We have a draft. All that going on. I'm going to get the Maryland Crab Cake Tour back out on the road. I am Nestor. We are WNST AM 1570. Towson, Baltimore. And we never stop talking Baltimore positive. <laughs>